and welcome to The Gray Area, where I dispense advice and give interviews on relationships between gamers. My name is Genesee Gray, and this is the 22nd episode in a weekly series titled To Infinity and Beyond. Last week's episode was a discussion with Veal about the new MMO Shadow Cities. Please visit www.genesee.com to add to the forum discussion on that topic and to tell me your story. Today is Saturday, June 18th, and today we speak with Opie and Matt from the podcast GeekBits. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Howdy. I just, I just want to point out that this is the Deuce Deuce episode <laughs> of the Gray Area. <laughs> I may have to rename it. I, I'm a little afraid. I go the 22. I'm a little afraid. The area is ga- is. Bleh. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. No, the area is gray when it's a one, two, three way. Right. There you go. New tagline. <laughs> the show. Golden Cha-ching. For everyone. Dollar in the jar. <laughs> all right. Where's that sound effect? We used to say that all the time when on our podcast when I would coin a phrase. What was one of my coined phrases? There's no telling. I don't even it's remember. A, I know. And I just say dollar in a jar. Because that's what you have to put in the jar when you say that. Anyways, go some ahead. Some people have a swear jar. Some people have an opie jar. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. Before we talk more, let's do news of the week. And you guys are welcome to jump in. Uh, new games coming out this week. Captain America's Super Soldier is coming out tomorrow, June 19th, for the Wii, Xbox 360, DS, and PS3. Dungeon Siege 3, which, an av- which has an average score of 7.8, and actually looks pretty good in the trailers if you look. It's being re- released June 21st on PC, Xbox, and PS3. Fear 3 is also being released that day. And I have some news on Battlefield 3, which you may have seen at E3. Oh, the tank sim. Yes. Oh, whatever. <laughs> tank sim. Well, you know. Fans it's... have been pretty upset, I guess, because um, there's kind of a retailer-specific pre-order that you can get, and EA has heard people's complaints about that. So now the content in the physical warfare pack will be made free to everyone who buys the game later this year. And there is a quote from their website saying, I would like to start by clarifying that the physical warfare pack is a time-based exclusive. If you do not pre-order Battlefield 3 at a retailer carrying the physical warfare pack, don't worry. We will unlock the contents for free to all Battlefield 3 players later this year. So. You know, that's pretty cool. Um, there's something else like that, the uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, if you pre-order at Best Buy, you can get you can uh, get a, uh, a playable Robin character for two of the challenge maps. Oh. And that kind of frustrated me because I don't want to pre-order from Best Buy. Uh, <laughs> I probably won't even pre-order at all, but if I did, it would be from GameStop. So. Well, that was frustrating to me to read that, and it's kind of a similar thing well, with Battlefield 3, like you're talking about. Well, that's what like all the major companies are doing. Like, like I know with Tiger Woods, when it came out, you could pre-order at like GameStop and get clubs, or if you pre-ordered at Best Buy, you could unlock like one of the different courses and things like that. So maybe it's all purchasable in the end with like Microsoft points or something like that. But I, they've always done that with pre-orders. I, I know, thought. but it's just so frustrating because I mean, it, it makes you, you know, you really, it's like you're. Almost, it's almost like you're being punished um, by but not getting something that you want for not going you have to a specific retailer. Best Buy. What's the difference in pre-ordering I, at Best Buy? I just prefer to. I Why? Don't, well, I don't trust them for one thing to, to keep track. Well, of my in my pre-order. case, I don't have a Best Buy. You could say something like that. Well, I've got. It, I do live in the Tokyo of the West, so that is right. <laughs> you have the you so know, we the information. have like two Best Buys. <laughs> I have a I have a uh, GameStop and a uh, Walmart. 
Uh, well, maybe they have some sort of a deal with Best Buy that they uh, that they're able to do that. I, you you don't know how they work this out, kind of the gaming company. Yeah, but it's frustrating. I mean. Well, I'm glad that at least uh, Battlefield 3 won't be following in their example. So. Right. Well, and yeah, and exactly. I mean, and I would like to see. I wish if other you know. Uh, other games that did this, I wish that they would do the same thing where the content will be released in some form later, even if it's DLC that you have to pay, you know, five bucks for or whatever. That's fine. Just make it available at some point. Mm-hmm. It does make sense. If they're going to go to the effort to create it, you'd think they'd want to release it later on. And, you know, then you don't get the incentive to, to have it at the very beginning, but they don't lose all that effort into the creation. It doesn't make a lot of sense never to release it again. And even if they release it as payable or, or DLC that you have to pay for, I mean, that's extra money that they're making, so I don't understand. I don't know. My feeble mind can't understand such matters, but... Yeah. <laughs> Quite the businessman. Uh-huh. I have a interesting tidbit from PopCap Games. That's the team behind Plants vs. Zombies, Bejeweled, and Peggle. They are reaching into their big vault of art for a series on eBay auctions that will support children's charities in the U.S. and the U.K. So for several pieces of PopCap-related art... Um, one of them is Dr. Zombos, who's the final boss of Plants vs. Zombies, and Bajorn, the Pagel Unicorn. You can get a personalized sketch from any of the artists as well. So the first one will begin, and then they will end on June 21st. I just want a giant poster of the Purple Diamond. For me <laughs> Very easy to do. Easy to please. Or maybe it's a blue diamond. I don't remember. but a, Or a green triangle or something. Just just that What on is my it? Wall. Lucky Charms? What? Well, I know. I mean, right? I mean... <laughs> Jeez. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so what's your turn? What's your news of the week? Green Lantern. Yes. Now, I really, really want to talk about Green Lantern, but I know that you're probably going to do it for your show, and so I would not want to jump all over your your special topic. Steel or Thunder. I know. I right. do want to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, we uh, we will be going in-depth with it on this week's episode of Geek Bits. We're recording it on Thursday. So, so yeah, I was wondering if we were going to talk about that because I can't, I can't uh, reveal too much about my thoughts because I know everybody's kind of waiting to hear what I thought about it. Right, and I because you are the like, diehard fan. Well, I don't mean just like you and Opie and Dan and everybody. I'm talking Global. everybody. Yes. Right. So. Well, I have to say when I saw it, uh, which was opening night, I went to the 12 o'clock show, there were a lot of people there and I was really surprised. I figured it was going to not be very popular because it kind of looked like, hmm. <laughs> It wasn't like that at my theater. There wasn't a lot of people at all. Really? We had actually yeah. people from Suncoast Video there shell- selling merchandise for the really, really diehard people that just had to have like a Green Lantern throw <laughs> or something. Oh, wow. You know? Wow. I yeah. would love a Green Lantern throw. And they were a lot of people there wearing the Green Lantern shirt. And I actually sat in front of three guys who were heckling a good 15 minutes into the movie. So I felt like you guys were there with me, like in <laughs> spirit. Exactly. Right. Well, on, on behalf of those guys, you're welcome. There you come. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Yeah, I wore my Green Lantern shirt. Um, I just got done watching Green Lantern uh, Emerald Knights, the newest animated film. Uh, it's been Green Lantern Day for me. Okay. I thought, uh, was this suit entirely CGI or was it actually it was. a suit? It was. No, he wore, it was a motion capture suit that he wore and then they just overlaid the actual costume on top of it. Ah, Okay. I like the actors. I thought it was well done, but we won't go into spoilers. Right. Yes. 
Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about you guys. Back. Oh, wow. Way, way back. You are so <laughs> desperate. <laughs> way back. You're so desperate for <laughs> stuff to talk about. <laughs> and I mean that in the most positive way. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> what does that it's say about like, you? I, I'm just not saying you're <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel, but yeah. Oh, harshness. I wanted to talk about how you guys met, which is why I'm doing the way back scenario, because I know that you guys knew each other in college, but I don't know really how you met. Why don't you share that with us? If it's appropriate for every At, all Oh, it's appropriate. Yeah, listeners. yeah. you just may want to put the explicit tag on this on iTunes. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty much going to do that. I knew from the beginning. <laughs> no, you don't need to. <laughs> uh, no, it started back um, a long, long time ago. Um, I was entrusted to take this ring. <laughs> back to Mordor oh, and nobody else thought I could do it <laughs> and then Opie came along and said you could have my axe and I was like awesome oh really I was, I was picturing him more of the strawberries and cream kind of line giver not not the axe uh, <laughs> not the dwarf sorry go ahead carry on no we met uh, 10 mm, 11 yeah 10 or 11 years ago uh, during college we both worked at Sears Sears Roebuck yeah, like one of the big stores, not just like you know your hole in the wall dealer stores. No, yeah, this was the real deal. Sears. He uh, Opie worked at the time in receiving, receiving stuff in the back, like he <laughs> likes to do. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm known. And uh, I worked a security, if you can imagine that. So, really? Oh. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty. Yeah, it was. It was it was pretty sad, but um, I don't know. I mean, there there really isn't much to tell other than we both worked there at the same time, and um, we just got to talking. And uh, Obi was in a fraternity, so I went to a couple of their parties, and everything just kind of snowballed from there. And as I said, the rest is history. So when ended did up moving, up- like after I kind of got after the I was on the backside of my college career. Um, I kind of moved out and kind of got away from campus a little bit and uh, moved into a house which we with two other guys, which we dubbed uh, Happy Fun House. That was the nickname of the house. And uh, it happened to be right. I'm talking not four, not even three blocks, not even a block. Would it not be a block. Four, I, I bet 50, you wouldn't, 50 yards right. from Matt's apartment and complex. And, uh, and, and, you know, and then that way we... Uh, it, we kind of took it for granted because we never really hung out. You know, we hung out, but we never, like, you know, could just be walking, you know, walking distance between each other. We saw each other at work all the time anyway, so it didn't matter. But, yeah, so we um, started hanging out then and kind of had some the, the same interest. Matt kind of got me. I'd liked uh, – the big thing then was Matt was – in Matt and Dan were kind of into anime a lot. And uh, I had – like some of the classic more classic anime like um you know i'd grown up watching voltron and grown up watching you know um uh what is it what's the guys that wear the bird suits the old yes uh, oh battle of the planets battle of the planets or g-force g-force yeah no not silverhawks no silverhawks (laughs) is not anime Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, seth likes silverhawks he kept making silverhawk comments about a reboot or something one time anyway um and uh, so, yeah, so we kind of got in simple, more interested in this and we ended up, you know, trying to get together, watching a little anime. We we would go over to each other's house and watch, uh, cart- I think Toonami had just had, had came out on the Cartoon Network, which is part of Adult Swim. A lot of people mm-hmm. 
may still watch Adult Swim now, but Toonami was I mean, the only place you could get anime probably on cable at the time. And uh, we get together and watch whatever Gundam was on or, you know, stuff like uh, Outlaw Star and uh, Trigun, stuff like that was on. Um, and then we kind of rolled into MMOs from that. I was playing EverQuest at the time. And uh, the other guys, I don't think Matt ever got into EverQuest, did you, Matt? No. But uh, basically, at this this happy fun house, we had like five computers in our in our kitchen at one time. Me and the other guys, we were kind of big into EverQuest, where the other two guys were bigger in the EverQuest than I was. Yeah, it was but, a constant uh, land party over there. It was. People like at our parties, it was so awesome because you could come and get drunk and check your email all at the same time. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Something so. to draw. It was, it was something to think about. But that's how we kind of got rolling. We used to, our favorite, our favorite things of all time was to, like on payday. Instead of paying bills, we probably should have, like we should have. We all hopped in Dan or Matt's uh, green Ford Escort that's and right. headed to Nashville, uh, Tennessee, which was only an hour, maybe an hour and a half away. And we would blow our money either at, Jillian's, which is an arcade slash sports bar, or go to like whatever FYI Sun FYE. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) no, we went. No, at the time it was uh, it was Suncoast. We would go to Suncoast. We'd hit up the malls there and buy anime and stuff. We were super nerds, um, and and idiots for spending that much money on anime. When I get, but that was before, kind of like. You know, yeah. online shopping was real, real big. Mm-hmm. That was when it was kind of just starting to, to to come around. So, but yeah, he's not joking about us living so close together. I mean, it was it was a hop, skip, and a jump to his house from my apartment, vice versa. It was the greatest thing because we'd have keg parties at his house all the time, and you didn't have to worry about driving home drunk. So, I mean, it was it was it was choice. It was it was the perfect scenario. It sounds like Opie played EverQuest. How did you guys end up gaming jointly? Was that a World of Warcraft connection? Yeah, uh, it was. It was yeah. WoW. Um, but I hadn't. I didn't get into WoW. Well, I don't really think WoW was even out when we were. No, in, in that living situation. We um, when I decided to make the move in 2001, up here to Kentucky, and uh, they were still down there. I think Final. Did you play Final Fantasy Which online? One? The one that on the, the first online Final Fantasy eleven, yes. No, uh, oh, I, I mean thought, you came back for the free when we tried it a second time. You came back and hated it. Yeah, I tried it for like a week and it was awful. Yeah, yeah, you hated it, but that was after a while. But yeah, it didn't, it didn't come around till WoW came out. And uh, gosh, it was we didn't weren't playing. Were we doing anything when I first started up here? Except for really didn't do any gaming, did we? No, that much. No, would, but I mean, when you at the time, like you said, in 2001, there wasn't really online gaming. Well, except for MMOs. Aside from that, um, there wasn't online gaming. I don't, I don't. Uh, not I don't until think the we Xbox. I don't think the Xbox had had come out quite yet. Because when I, I got the Xbox, it was pretty new when I took it to. Remember when we went to Gatlinburg that time? Oh right. I brought it down and showed you Halo One, and you hated it too. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't understand. Matt's big into gaming. I was like, no, it's look, it's a first person shooter. How awesome. I don't understand the, the, the big deal. But um, yeah, so that was the way we, we both started playing. Wow. Eventually. And we started playing with Dan and everybody else. And that was the way we really, really kept in touch. Although we always emailed and text and stuff, but, but wow, 
probably around 2000, mm, 2004. When did WoW even come out? It came out in two because I got, um, I think we got, I got married in 2004. And uh, it came out that October before I got married. So it's been around as long as my marriage has. It's probably part of my problem. (laughs) 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 But, uh, you know, all gamer husbands out there can probably relate to that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. And uh, I think it wasn't, see, I was in it with my Horde character for a long time before you guys got into the fold. And it wasn't until you didn't even actually go out and buy the disc, did you, Matt? I just gave you that. Uh, yeah, you gave me your brother's old account, right? And yeah. Started up from there. You got mailed some, it to me, I think. Yeah, so, uh, I mailed it to you. And I wasn't even going to play, but I actually went to. Um, it wasn't. It was. It was an anime convention, but it wasn't AWA. It was a different one in Atlanta that wasn't very good, but they did have an MMO panel. And so Dan dragged me into that one and they talked about wow the whole time. And, uh, they had a, they had a huge like, uh, land set up. Everybody was having a big land party and everything. So Dan logged into his wow account and was showing me some stuff. And I was like, all right, I think I'm going to try this. And that's, and that's when I started playing with you guys. So I think I started playing it in 05. Yeah. So between when you moved to Kentucky in 01 and I started playing that in 05, I don't know. I don't remember what we did. We played the Halo 2, didn't we? Yeah, we played some Halo 2. You're right. We played we played a lot of Halo 2 on Xbox Live yeah. um, for probably about a year or so. We were into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about but it. But still, that was, that was along with WoW. But, well, maybe not with us on WoW. I can't remember. But, yeah. So I guess I'm trying to make the connection between David kind of described that you guys had a guild and you were playing on WoW and, and ended up just loving your rating so much that you figured you would start a podcast basically doing what you were doing when you were rating and that's kind of the origin of Geekbits. So I'm trying to place Matt and how he fits into the Geekbits scenario because I believe OP you were telling me you were already a raid leader so I I kind of just assumed you were there. Yeah, um well that's just the origin. We had this is kind of stems from our anime. We named our guild Record of Lotos after there's a Record of Lotus Wars anime which is a fantasy based anime. Which is, you know, the characters are fantasy based, and there's a group of characters kind of like Lord of the Rings. Versus the reality of Green Lantern? I don't understand. (laughs) Well, anyway. (laughs) Hey, you just confused me. Okay. Sorry. Back back to the, okay, back to what I was going to say. Anyway, so we got got a group together, and it was me and Dan and Matt, and then I had another college buddy who lived in the same Happy Fun House, Phil. He was on, and then, shoot. We met, we would pug a couple, then we met, who else was, was some of the hardcore? I think Tim. Tim. Tim, who right. uh, was, was a, host, a co-host on Geek Bits before Dave was on there. But um, our, the main focus at the height of all of us playing together was the, was the build-up to get into Karaz, like to Karazan. I mean, that was, I can remember really tanking everyone through all of those quests um, through Shadow Labs and getting this quest line that goes through Shadow Labs to go to the, the thing to get your key to Karazhan. And I think, you know, what was the one instance where the last one where the portals popped up that everybody had to go through? Um, Black Morass? Yeah, and you had to go through that. And, and, and basically, that's where a lot of us came in. And we didn't have a large guild. We didn't really want a large guild. We just had like 10... 10 or so people and, and and usually had to pug to like two to get a Kara run going. Mm-hmm. 
But so, oh, it was Stephanie and her boyfriend with the other two. Yeah. Um, another girl we met online just randomly when we were trying to build members. We just randomly saw them running around and they were ungilded. And that's when we were trying to recruit people. And uh, so we had a core group of people who we played with every Tuesday and Thursday or played. That's when we kind of had wow fever. We played a lot. And, uh, and basically just uh, some of those nights were just really, really hilarious on vent. And, uh, you know, uh, we just would crack up all night long just at some of the stuff that went on. It just, and uh, we'd like, you know, we should record this or we could sell this because, you know, stuff that goes on the internet, like, like, and then, and then that's when Leroy Jenkins, the whole, that Leroy Jenkins skit <laughs> came out, Yes, you know, and that got so viral, you know, it just spread like fire. And we're like, if somebody heard some of the stuff, the stuff we were doing on vent, that would be hilarious. I mean, well, it probably wouldn't have been. I mean, we would yeah, have found it funny, not, but you know, but it's like, yeah. it's like, it's, we love it. Everybody else probably hates it. But, uh, the level, yeah. the, as the level of hilarity went up, the product, uh, the productivity in the in the game in that particular raid session went way down. Yeah, I mean, we would wipe again and again and again, and we would, you know, it would get late, we would get loopy. Um, mm-hmm. But we we kept saying, you know, we should just record this and just put it on online, and we never really did. But um, kind of around at the same time, we we were always trying to think of different things to do on the internet, like different websites to come up with. Cause we used me, Dan and another friend of ours, Travis used to have a, an anime review site that we, Travis Janar was there healing yeah. too. Janar yeah. was okay. Yeah. We forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. He was there. Um, and Dan's brother, Matt was there too. That's right. Um, yeah. But, uh, we had this anime review site, um, several years ago and we kept up with it for a couple of years and then kind of let it go by the wayside. But we've always we've always had this idea. We want to we want to create something and put it online. Just we just want to create content. We want to be creative and have fun and work on a project together. And we had all these ideas for websites and stuff that um, uh, that, that that we wanted to do. But time was a factor, and um, I was the one coding them and building them, and I didn't have a lot of time to do that. And I think when when we started when we were I don't know. It was just like one night. I think I think one of us said, "Why don't we? Why don't we just do a podcast instead of doing a website? Why don't we do a podcast that way? You know, there's there's not. It just it's, it, at the time it didn't seem like there was as much work involved because you just get online and you record yourselves talking. Well, how hard can that be? <laughs> so um, right. if you listen to our first seventy something episodes, <laughs> <laughs> I so, told. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just say we we had no idea what we were doing. It's pretty at, raw. And, kinda, yeah, like the first, the first several are are real are not good. Um, not to say that the ones today are, but uh, we didn't know what we were doing. We had to even research how to record stuff and like what are we going to use to talk and everything like that. So we we spent a lot of time researching it. And we just did it one night. And the first, I think the first one, we felt really stupid. We were kind of nervous. And even though there's nobody down here <laughs> in the man cave with me, I was like, oh okay this is this is weird i'm just talking to nobody or <laughs> i'm talking to you guys but it just felt like i was talking to nobody and it was weird so i mean it just kind of came out of this uh out of this idea of wanting to have a website but also recording ourselves playing games everything just kind of melted together mm-hmm. and two years later i know you're the success that you are now critically acclaimed <laughs> that's right it is it is good you should stop putting yourself down Oh, right. well, thank you. When you reach 70 episodes, I think you obviously have to be doing something right or else you're a glutton for punishment. Does, well, listen, with podcasts, there's no rating system, so if nobody listens, you can have 150 episodes. 
<laughs> Nobody still Good listens. So and yeah. I beg your pardon. It's seventy six. Right. Or seventy five as of this recording because I haven't put up <laughs> I haven't put up seventy six. Before we move on to our listener question, do you have any uh, college stories that you'd like to share with us? Because my lips are sealed. Um, I just want to say one thing that about college. I'm responsible for a couple of of uh, things like that happened in Matt's life, uh, a couple of, of of milestones, and I was one of the first persons that made him miss a class in college. So wasn't you? It was me because I made you go out. It was on it was on my 22nd birthday. Um, Opie made me go out, and uh, the uh, of all people, the HR manager at Sears, he went out with us. And of course, we're broke college kids, but he had some money, so he bought drinks all night long. And uh, that was the first night you ever shot like whiskey, too, right? Like um, shot whiskey? Te- no, tequila, I think. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was. Oh. I thought it was like Jack Daniels. Nah, I don't remember. Anyway, okay. so yeah, I got uh, I, I got a little inebriated, if you will, and um, miss a cl- miss my first class because of that. The next day, ever. yeah, ever, and. Um, Probably seems kind of proud of that. Well, he 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 tells he he he's told the story a bunch of times. I don't know why he's so proud, but (laughs) he's proud about leading you down the path. Listen, there's stories uh, that you've told about me that you bring up all the time. (laughs) No, but well, the bad thing about that scenario too was it was the very beginning of the of the of my last semester of college, and (laughs) uh, it was the it was really the second because we we had I had Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes, and it was Wednesday. And um, I missed that that second class, and the teacher had had said that anybody not in that class that day, he was gonna he was gonna drop him from the class. So I had to like go run. Luckily, one of my friends in there told me that I had to go run to campus and find him and tell him I was sick, mm-hmm. and that I had intended to be there and I didn't want to drop the class. And he let me back in. So, oh, wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Ooh, yeah, trouble. Yeah, it was a little. Yeah. It was a little, it was a little scary, but yeah, there's all kinds of stories, none that are really um, podcast worthy. Yeah, podcast worthy, or none that are really related to anything. <laughs> Any of the topics we'll be covering matter. today, right? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's stuff with girls and and that's alcohol the, mostly, that's but behind us, yeah, <laughs> we're grown now, more mature. Yeah, we were really, oh, right. we were really dumb, twenty one year old kids, wild, um, yeah. free. Um, we had a lot of fun in college. It was fun. Okay. Let's move on to our listener question. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is for both of you. Anon asks, and first there's a quote before she asks, It's no good trying to keep up old friendships. It's painful for both sides. The fact is one grows out of people, and the only thing is to face it. And that's a quote by Somerset Mogham. And she says, when I first found this quote, I almost spilled my coffee. What was he thinking? Just because he had a horrible past with friends who stuck his hands in warm water to make him pee doesn't give him the right to tell us to ditch our friends of yesteryear. And then she talks about her reunion and some other stuff. But she basically says, um, if men still have hair, they diet peculiar shades of blonde, lots of people drink, and others stalk old girlfriends. So why do we do it to ourselves? Why bother keeping keeping in touch with people that we knew when we were younger and... And making an effort to contact them. So, I guess you've talked a little bit about how you've managed to keep in touch through some of your like online things and gaming, and now the podcast. But what would you say to her as to why you would make the effort to keep up with old friends? Well, it just—I mean—and in today's day and age, with especially with Facebook, I mean, 
you know, I get friend requests from people who I, I know I went to maybe, you know, elementary or junior high with, and I don't, I barely remember them at all. So, I mean, mm -hmm. um, I think, I think really the, your, your true friends are the ones that you don't have to keep in touch with. Yep. Um, like my, my absolute, you know, and no offense to Opie, the, the guy that I consider my one, like the, the best friend, the guy that was best man at my wedding, like I haven't, I probably haven't even talked to him in maybe a year or so. And, um, but every time I do talk to him every, on those rare occasions that I do see him, I mean, we just pick up right where we left off. I mean, it's almost like we hit the pause button on our last yeah. conversation, and then we come back and just start talking again, and and uh, we just we just kind of have that relationship. That yeah, it may I may go a year or two without actually talking to you, but it's you know you're still you know like my brother pretty much. I mean, I, I was the best man in his wedding, and and likewise with mine, and and I was responsible for hooking he and his wife up together, and they have two kids now. I've been married for like 13 years. I mean, it's just. So it's people like that that you don't need to, you don't really need to keep in touch with because that bond is always there. Um, it just, I think it's really just up to, you know, do you want to keep in touch with a person? How how good, how close were you guys? I mean, like like I said, I've got a lot of friends on Facebook that I went uh, that I went to high school with that I don't really remember them. I, I just accepted the friend request because I was like, oh yeah, I remember that person, but I don't really make a conscious effort to stay in touch with with most of most of the people I'm friends on with on Facebook because I mean they just I mean we we knew each other in high school, but that was so long ago and yeah maybe we weren't even really that close. I mean yeah we have a reunion coming up actually. Our high school has kind of put that off for a really long time, and now we're having our first one. And there's even like a Facebook group <laughs> that I've been shoved yeah, me into. Too. And I, I don't know because I, I really don't remember much about high school. I don't remember many of the people well, you I were, talked to. And you, were, you were drunk most of the time, right? Is that why? <laughs> well, that's, I was going to say something I think else. I blocked it out. <laughs> and there's a lot of times that people might not have been mainstream in high school or whatever. And then they're like, oh, you want me to come back for a reunion? You guys didn't like me in high school. Why do you want me to come back, you know, to hang out? But, I, you know... I, I don't know. It's that's a pretty good question because like I was really close with with guys in high school, but then things happen and you move away and you try to keep up relationships and people go their separate ways. Like I don't really talk besides a, a, an occasional Facebook every now and then. I don't talk to anybody really from high school. I've never really had a problem, you know, uh you know, picking up friends or having friends or whatever. It, when you move somewhere, it's just like you meet people. But I think that like, it's like, you know, me, Dan and Matt, we're, we're pretty close, but I think our friendship just came along when something we like, like technology came along, like gaming or whatever came along. Cause that's what keeps us, you know, in touch the most. I mean, we've me and, and Matt and I both have full, you know, lives and families outside of this whole thing. And, you know, we, we use what little free time that we do get and you know we kind of share some of the same stuff or just get on and chat because if we had to sit and talk to each other on the telephone like old school ways mm -hmm. yeah it, it wouldn't would, happen it, it wouldn't happen i mean we really we would go on our separate ways and if there was an email or even instant message if there was just let's say if there was just email and old school phone i doubt we would ever you know be as close as we are but since it's just like a text message away or I'm always on Gchat away from saying something to him or whatever or just like popping on here and talking without having to you know dial up and 
you know, hold the phone up to my ear or whatever, just have the headset on game at the same time. It's like, it's so convenient now to wrap up everything that you want to wrap up. And if someone else is interested or semi-interested in the same thing you are, it's easy to keep in touch. And I think that's what kept, that's kept us three um, just together because I've met people I've met. I mean, I've moved around, I moved up here and I have a couple of, and this is so funny because when we all kind of went our separate ways, Dan kind of stayed in Tennessee, Matt, went to Chattanooga and eventually went to Atlanta. And then like uh, I moved up here to Kentucky, we always would refer to other people like we were going out with or met somebody as replacement friends. Because if you've ever seen like one of our all time favorite movies in when we were together in college was saving Silverman with Jack black. And, and uh, Uh, have you ever seen it? I've seen parts of it. You need to watch the whole thing. (laughs) That's that's your listener challenge. That is your challenge accepted. And relate the three guys to, me, Matt, and because we each all play different characters at different at certain times in our life. Because there's there's you know the two friends who are the don't don't go out with this chick, and then there's the one guy who's crazy about the chick, and then we've all played these characters at one time in our lives throughout our friendships. We've so all it's fit in each role at some point. Exactly. So exactly, and uh, there's one part in there where he's met the new girl and the new girl's kind of consumed him and taken him over. So he's kind of changing him mm-hmm. and they're having this upbeat sort of fancy party where she's invited, invited all these new people. She wants him to hang out with. Well, his true friends come over and kind of crash the party. And the big line is they start a fight and they're like, die replacement friends because they're, they're his replacement friends instead of his true friends. We always made that comment between every one of us when we would say, oh, can't be on the night guys going out with, you know, so-and-so, whatever, wants me to go to a movie or whatever. And we're like, whatever, you know, replacement friends. Replacement friends. (laughs) We're going out with replacement friends tonight or something like that. So that was always something that... I just want to say congratulations to Opie for completely derailing the the question. Did Uh, I derail the question? (laughs) No, I don't think so. I mean, it sounds like what you're saying really is that um, you used to live 50 feet apart from each other and that made it really easy to be friends. But now the way technology is and the way some of your interests are, it's like you still live that close together because you can just reach out and push a button. Yeah, I'm pretty much. Talking, yeah. You know? All I'm saying is, is I probably, as much as I don't like Matt and I don't like Dan, I probably would <laughs> If it wasn't so damn convenient to talk to them, you'd probably <laughs> never talk to them again anymore. Good because you know. you know, there's you know, if 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 somebody has to go without the <laughs> internet or whatever, you're just gonna have to lose touch with me. Or something well, like and that. that's that's probably a good point because, and I, I, I don't know, I I don't know what it's like for younger people today, like uh, kids just now graduating high school and moving off to college, or college graduates moving off because. Like when I like I I don't I don't keep in touch with with hardly anybody from high school anymore. I graduated in '97, and that was bef- that was you know right around the 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 dawn of the internet really. Um, you know, so there were no there wasn't like Opie was saying it wasn't as easy. There wasn't Skype. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't text messaging. If I wanted to stay in touch with high school friends when I was in college, you know, there was email or phone. But um, when we all split up. In college, at the end of co- our college career, it was easier to stay in touch. So maybe if this, so so, and that's actually a good question. I mean, I'm wondering if for kids nowadays, with all this technology that we have, I'm wondering if it would be interesting to see the numbers uh, or the, their percentages of high school grads who keep in touch with their friends now versus maybe when I graduated 13, 14 years ago. 
Um, I yeah, think because, that's a really good point because I have yeah. a younger brother and he has about maybe five friends that are really close that are all in different fields and live in different areas of the country and they all manage to get together at least twice a year in Vegas or somewhere else and you know text each other all the time and, and mm -hmm. get together yeah. all the time. So I think that you're probably because right, Matt. I think it is a little more connected it, now. It's so funny because my see my uh, I've got a younger brother who's now graduated from University of Kentucky and he's now in Indianapolis with a wonderful career. Look, which I could have. Fo I'm glad he didn't follow in my footsteps. <laughs> but anyway, um, when I would go over, like when he was when I first moved up here, he was still in high school, and that was kind of the internet was up and going. There was MSN Messenger and stuff, and he would be he would be in his room, you know, bling bling bling, messaging, going everywhere, whatever. And I was like, dude, when we used to it'd be like going home and you would lay and talk on the phone to one person. And if you were lucky, you had call waiting. Mm -hmm. That's Dude, the way it used mm -hmm. to roll. In high school, I had my own phone line. That's the that party was, line. They like to call it, it, which was, which I don't, I'm not sure that I should have had as a, as a male. I think that that's something only <laughs> girls did, but that's <laughs> how much. And I, fun. and I, and by God, I used it. I mean, I, I paid for it and everything. It paid the bill every month, and you know that was like my one big thing that my parents let me do if I if I managed to to save up the money for the installation and and the monthly cost. But th I was on the phone that much that mm -hmm. I needed my own phone line. That yep. was ridiculous, and and, and it's so ironic because today I hate the phone. I won't I even call to order pizza. I make Candace do it. I do. Well, it you online. can order it online. There <laughs> yeah, you go. There we you do. Go. Papa John's has the best online pizza ordering. In case you didn't know. But um, yeah, I can't stand the phone. I hate it. And when I moved down to Chattanooga, my I, I still work at the same company now that I did when I first moved here. But when I when I first moved here, I worked in a call center. So that was I mean, talk about irony. I mean, I hate the maybe that's why I hate the phone because I hated the call center so bad. But uh, I can't stand the phone now. And 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 we've talked about it before. Um, I. I when I want to, when I want to have a conversation with Opie, usually it's it's if like we were both at work, like I'll send him a text instead of instead of calling his cell phone or whatever. Because usually, you know, the kind of conversations we have during the day are, hey, you're going to be on the night, yeah, I'll be on at ten. Okay, talk to you then, and that's it. And and it's easier just to send those things through text rather than have to pick up the phone and. I, well, I guess that sounds kind of dumb when I say it like that, but uh, you know, picking up the phone and actually having a verbal conversation just to find out, just to find out the answer to one question. Yeah. It's like I can shoot him out a text message, go about my day, go about my doing my work, and then wait for him to reply. I don't know, but I think that's true. I'm feeling you, buddy. I mean, my brother has a phone, but the only time it ever does anything is when it goes beep, 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 because he's got right. a text message. It's like, shut up, can't stand that. Yep. But yeah, nobody uses the phone anymore. Very true. I can't. I can't stand it. I hate the phone. I'm sorry. We'll work on it. <laughs> but I love Skype. So and it's almost kind of the same thing. So I mean, it's true. Although headsets, it kind of gives you a different feeling than it does. holding a phone. Gosh, just think about it. If you had like three-way calling too. I mean, that was you were you were you were big stuff if you had three-way calling and you yeah, know, get, you know can you imagine ah oh, that's what we should try to do we should try to record a podcast old school one time and get three-way calling and then hold like a tape recorder up to the phone hey you know what all the all the old the new artists now are going back to old school recording um equipment so yeah why don't we just do that <laughs> you'll be ahead of the game okay. i actually was on skype one time through my cell phone on skype on my skype app I did record one episode that way. Yeah, I think that sounds kind of bad. Yeah, it, did, it, it was bad. Good. It was one of our very first episodes. We were like, like oh, we got to keep this thing rolling. Oh, my internet went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was was our second one. So we called him from Skype, and it didn't sound that great. 
but um, it worked. Okay. It's it's served the purpose. I have an article mostly for you, Matt. Awesome. Yes, because I really love comics. Because there's lots of those. Is it about what? How awesome I am. Um, not specifically, but in oh. general. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's called "Drawn Together: The Love Affair Between Comics and Games" by Michael Thompson. You and... told me about this once, and I, I think I took offense. Oh, really? I'm a little bit confused. Let me <laughs> let me read the uh, excerpts that I have, and then you can tell me why it's offensive. Oh. Um, it probably will be by the end. Actually, I think I was going for offensive. Just just wait till it's over. Thanks. Um, he says, growing up in the 1980s, video games and comic books were part of the regular media diet for America's youth. Absolutely. Despite the fact that comics and games often featured similar storylines and protagonists, there's a very limited overlap between the two industries. Games weren't yet advanced enough to compete with the rich art of the comic world. Witness a Wolverine game in 2D where the hero's main attack was a kick. And he goes on to name specific games all the way through from the 80s to now, but basically concludes with, over the past eight years, it seems like comic book video games have been getting better and better. The game industry has taken a page from Hollywood's book and realized just how popular such productions can be if they're done right. As physics and open-world gameplay becomes more advanced, comic characters' powers are easier to replicate on the screen, and open-world gameplay has allowed players to explore the actual worlds of these heroes. Now, here's my kind of comeback to that. Um, being a very long article, kind of talking about these specific games and comparing them to the comments, his point was accurate, but I'm wondering if, as a culture, we're completely out of ideas, so now we have to plunder stories like uh, the Smurfs and things that we saw in our youth, and bring back the Punisher a thousand times, like Green Lantern and Captain America, or if it's just the case that now we finally have technology that allows us to be able to really um, represent those in a way that's accurate, or are we just basically dry of creativity. <laughs> so what's your are, you about, are you talking about out of ideas in regards to games? Well, in in regards to movies, I guess I'm saying, because gaming, there's always sort of, they have a kind of genres, you know, the fantasy genre, the techno genre, and they kind of di- do different storylines based on those genres, although they're all within those genres. So I would like to see something totally different that we haven't seen before in gaming, but that's kind of a separate article than this. Right. My, my thought here is, okay, why are we seeing... I mean, I'm nostalgic for the 80s. I would love to see a Thundercats movie that didn't suck. But why do we have to bring back the Smurfs and and things like that when there's a thousand other ideas out there I'm sure we could find? Why do we have to see, you know, the Green Lantern or Captain America and and another different X-Men? I mean, not that I don't like the X-Men because I do, but... Certain ones, I'm kind of going, why Why are we bringing this back? Do you think it's because we now have technology to actually appreciate the Green Lantern, where before it would be kind of a joke? Or do you think it's because we just really, everyone just wants to keep reliving the same stories over and over? Well, I think it's I think it's a, a number of factors. Um, I don't think that, and we, we talked about this a little bit, um, I, I don't think that we're out of ideas uh, in regards to movies. However... I do think that Hollywood is afraid to take the chance on new ideas, uh, which is why you see so many remakes and so many adaptations. Um, like I keep, I keep thinking about uh, about Scott Pilgrim mm. versus the World. Um, sure, yes, that was an adaptation, but 
that was a pretty big i mean that it was pretty it was pretty far out there uh and i guess i was thinking about this just because it was on uh hbo the other day but uh it was pretty far out there and i remember loving it so much because it was different and it was so far-fetched and i remember thinking the general movie going audience isn't going to understand this and accept it and i love that i mean i love the quirky stuff and and we've mentioned it several times on geek bits that we we try to support and and we support and encourage these kind of alternative movies and and, and yeah. you know different things different ideas i i love it. it i just love it when a movie comes out then it's so different yeah. But I think Hollywood. I'm sorry, keep cutting off. I'm just saying. I, I think I think Hollywood <laughs> is so afraid to take a chance on a new idea. And you know, you say that, but and you know, you hear a lot of people saying like, you know, geek is the new cool or nerd yeah. is the new cool or whatever. Which is I don't think is a hundred percent true because in cases like Scott Pilgrim or whatever, there's still a large, large, large amount of the population that doesn't really get um, sort of things like that. I mean, even though I think what geek the new geek is or the new cool is about that sort of thing is kind of what corporate America wants to take bits and pieces of and sell to you Mm -hmm. when it says stuff like that. I mean, you know, you know, 11 million people play world of Warcraft, but is it really a, you know, is it a true, you know, is 11 million people, you know, know what Dungeons and Dragons is, you know, everything, you know, spawns from that, you know, any, any MMO you play is going to, you know, trace its roots back to, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. So, you know, it's just you know Hollywood is 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 kind of afraid because the big numbers that make money are are not going to be there with just a fresh fresh you know geeky idea or you know something something that isn't is it mainstream I don't think or has a mainstream title. I mean the reason the reason they go they dip into the eighties so much is because that's the the genre you know like the baby boomers <laughs> genre is is going off they're dying off whether well, I don't think they're dying yet. Dying, but, you really? know they're they're <laughs> they're getting older. I think the eighties were the new baby boomers. You know what I'm saying? That's what we saw on television when we were growing up. I mean, and, and, you know, technology is a big part of it too, because I was thinking about, you know, that during watching Green Lantern, it's just like, you know, Matt, one of Matt's biggest opinions about Green Lantern was going to be the suit and just how, you know, I kind of thought looking at the suit, if that's what the suit was made of energy, because I didn't know the origin of Green Lantern. If the, if the suit was just tights that he put on like, you know, <laughs> Superman. Right. But if, if the suit is the green energy, it would make sense that it would look the way it looked. I think it was movie. very well done. I mean, you could see like the pulsing movement of all the the glowing yeah. bits moving and stuff. That that was pretty neat. I, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's kind of like a repackaging of geek in a more acceptable yeah. way. Well, I think um I, I think a lot of like you mentioned the Smurfs and uh, Transformers. You, know, <laughs> you mentioned Transformers. Um, well, that's where I was going. And um, G.I. Joe. I, I think it, I think like, yeah, oh, G.I. Joe. I think a lot of uh, that type of stuff. What you're seeing is like I said. Um, Hollywood is afraid to 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 take on new ideas, and I attribute a lot of that kind of stuff to the success of the first Transformers movie, because um, it it almost seems like you know this was a property from the '80s, and somebody took a chance and made a movie out of it, and it did well. So you know, it, it as soon as as soon as Hollywood saw that, they're thinking, let's let's snatch up every '80s property we can find. <laughs> they did GI Joe. They're doing Smurfs. Um, they keep talking about redoing Ninja Turtles and all this stuff, and um, I, I really think it's just a, a cash grab. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just copycat they're just, industry. Yeah, it's like they're they're just want to. That's why that's the same thing with all the remakes 
of all the uh, older TV shows. Uh, you know, Charlie's Angels, Miami Vice, uh, Dukes of Hazard, all that yep. stuff. I mean, uh, somewhere along the way, one was successful, and then Cash Grab. It's like we've got a oh, that one was successful. Let's remake every other thing, and it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I guess with Miami Vice, maybe we're already there, or Dukes of Hazard. But I, I've always kind of wondered. At what point are they going to start remaking TV shows that I that I watched when I was younger? Because then that's going to feel you know really weird. But I guess we we're already kind of in that in that mm-hmm. mode. Yeah. But yeah. I I really think that it's just Hollywood. A team, right? Yeah, A team. I mean, Night Rider. Well, they didn't make a Night Rider movie yet. They the TV were. show. They made the TV. They redid yeah, the TV good. show. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Um, but I really think it's and Hollywood is a business, and I understand this, and I can't knock them for wanting to make money, just like all businesses. But I think you know they they're a business and they want to make money, and so they're going they're going to see what makes money, and they're going to copy that idea in the hopes that it'll do the same thing. I think they're afraid to take a chance on new ideas because what if they put all this money into it and it won't. You know, it won't make money, or people are going to be really turned off by it. It could. There are you know. so many amazing books out there that are always being published that you would think that there would be kind of an endless source of stories yeah. to tap and and bestsellers. Even they don't have to go and pick. You know, let's just leave the original ideas up to like HBO and Showtime because they do a good job <laughs> okay. at that. I think I, I'm I'm serious. I mean, you know, HBO and Showtime. I mean, with original stuff like Sopranos and things like that. I mean, I just I just love some. Well, you get Game of Thrones, but it's a book, so you yeah, know. Yeah, True they, Blood was an adaptation of a book. Yeah, so, you, I mean, you can't you can't do the book, you know, the tell the story. I think in one movie. Well, maybe oh, you could have. I'd like to you see think? the Wheel of Time become a series. That would be neat. Yeah. The whole Robert Jordan book series, but anyway, okay, well, that's good to know. Um, I, I think, like you said, Matt, I support. I mean, I love the world of the X Men, so I think they can keep on making X Men stories as long as they're creative and different. You know, kind of takes on that particular world but i don't know how they compare to the comics if the stories we're seeing are an actual comic that they're just making into a movie or if they're just using that world to base and jump off of that to make yeah i stories. mean it's always um they always every every comic book movie takes liberties with the source material um and it, it and is and is i'm a hardcore comic guy and i like to see the source material you know i like to see them stick with that a hundred percent. Um, like when I first saw the Green Lantern suit months and months ago, I was pissed because he didn't have the white gloves. Wow. You know, I, I'm that guy, and I don't like being that guy, but I am. <laughs> but, but I, I try to tell myself, you know, you you just can't. You know, you've got two hours, and you know, Green Lantern or X Men or Spider Man have been around for forty plus years. You just can't stick to exactly the source material that that's in the comics. You can't tell that story in two hours. Plus, all these characters were created in the 60s or earlier. So I mean you have to you have to adapt. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to find that fine line between your your hardcore nerds who want everything the way it is in the books and the casual moviegoer who knows nothing about it at all. I mean there's just so many factors and and I really think they do the best job that they can. But um, but it, it's just impossible. I mean, and I was uh, Candace and I. We you know we saw Green Lantern today, and we we're having that discussion. And I told her, I said, you know, I liked it, but I, I said I can see the the casual moviegoer not not liking it because it, it's a lot to to digest. It's a it's 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 pretty far fetched, and it's a lot to take in. You know, magic rings and aliens on another planet and all this stuff. I mean, that that's you know you've got to really you know open your mind, and I, I don't think a lot of people are willing to do that. But they. I really kind of think they did the best job with what they could because Green Lantern is really, really far out there. 
Uh, it's not like Superman or Batman. I mean, you really have to stretch your imagination. And I really think they did the best they could in two hours. But mm-hmm. I mean, Green Lantern is such a huge thing. And and it's just like that with so many other comics. I mean, there's such a huge world. There's hundreds of X-Men characters and and lots of good stories they could tell. But fitting that in two hours, I mean... Well, some of the stuff with Green Lantern just, I guess, doesn't make sense visually. Um, having all the constructs attached to his ring, I mean, that would be a little bit ridiculous to have the movie kind of having it like that. But mm-hmm. I, I did have to say, as someone who'd never really known anything about the Green Lantern, when I sat down at the beginning, I was kind of like, wow, is this Dune? Because there was an awful lot of intro, <laughs> like the first right. like 10 minutes. I was like, okay, <laughs> on the planet such and such, such and Dune. such, when did this? I was like, well, it's oh. Dune. Um, but once <laughs> you got past that... I was okay with the movie, so I think I think it'll do well with the casual. I'm hoping. I hope so. The reviews are not good, uh, and it, and it's funny because uh, that's I tweeted out earlier today. Does anybody really put stock into what professional quote professional movie critics say? No, because a lot of people liked X Men First Class, so I'm not. It was an amazing stock. movie. X Men First Class was awesome, and you, <sighs> sir, that's, are that's a bad movie. Um, but it's like you know, I was looking on Rotten Tomatoes, and 24 percent of critics liked it. 65% of, of just casual users uh, or casual viewers liked it. And I just, movie critics just drive me up the wall. I mean, they, the, the, the more boring and mundane a movie is, the more they like it. And they, they just can't stand the, the spectacular, fantastical movies. It just seems to always go that way, just like with the Academy Awards. And I, I just, it just drives me nuts. I mean, they, they try to get so technical. Just, I, I feel like that these professional movie critics just, their job has ruined their view of movies. They can't, you know, they're always, they're always on, they're always reviewing something. They're always looking for everything in it. And they just can't enjoy the story. They can't sit down and have it, watch a fun movie. They can't watch a fun summer popcorn movie. It just, just drives me crazy. And they, and they don't get it. And, and, and then, I don't know, I could go on for days about it, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're tainted. I see. Yeah. You said taint. Um, <laughs> Right. We're getting ready to close. Is there anything else you guys wanted to say about a topic that you get didn't get a chance to say? No. Mm-hmm. Pretty much covers it. Matt's not my friend any longer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I never was to begin with, really. That's right. That's no, j- thanks for having us on again. We always have yeah. fun coming on, although, you know, this is only the second time we've done it, but uh, I think we've had you on our show more than that. Or maybe we haven't. I don't know. Two times. Yes. Two times. Okay. Even. Now we're even. We're there even. You go. <laughs> no, but we always have fun talking to you uh, on Skype when we're not recording as well. So you're you're okay on our book. Okay. Well, <laughs> well thanks for doing this. It was fun. A big yeah. thank you to Matt and Opie. You can find them at on Twitter at Opie Online and at Matthew Selby, or listen to them at GeekBits.net. Congratulations to Jace, the winner of the 60 Days of Free Rift Play from MapHook. Good job to those who joined the Gray Area group on MapHook, and look for more exclusive prizes available to you later in the future. Some good news with iTunes, the Gray Area podcast is back up and available there, so if you have not already RSSed on the main site, please do so there. Podcast being the keyword, as the empty old Gray Area is still there, and I don't want you to be confused when you don't see any episodes in there. So look for the Gray Area podcast and RSS today. I'd like to say thank you to my sponsor, MapHook, and if you'd like to support the podcast, please click on their icon on Genesee.com or join the Gray Area Podcast group on MapHook. You can find me on Twitter at at Gray Area Podcast or Facebook slash Gray Area Podcast. If you have any gray areas in your relationships or just need a new perspective, please email me your questions at GeneseeGray at Yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week with a new episode.